So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 W-A-B-C. And that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 W-A-B-C. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A war of words between Mayor Eric Adams and Curtis Slewa, my radio colleague, over the migrant crisis. Punching below the belt. Mayor Adams calling Slewa a quote. Buffoon. Sliwa continuing to refer to Adams as the swagger man with no plan. Here's what the mayor had to say talking to reporters. Sliwa recently held a press uh, protest in front of the Ricky Mansion, calling on migrants to stay in your backyard and tents. What are your thoughts about that? Well, any, anytime you start out a question with the name Curtis Sliwa, that in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond to that. Curtis Sliwa? I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Wow. Ouch, Mr. Mayor. This as Mayor Adams is ramping up his criticism of Governor Kathy Hochul. Maybe the mayor had a bad day. Her handling of the local migrant influx, stating the governor is blatantly wrong. That's a quote for not forcing other areas of the state to take asylum seekers, leaving the Big Apple to handle the crisis on its own. Now, Mr. Mayor, you don't think Governor Hochul and other officials around the state, other elected officials, you don't think that they're noticing, that they're witnessing what you are doing, how you are destroying your own political career over the migrant crisis? Why would any elected official, Mr. Mayor, go anywhere near the migrant fiasco? Why can't you see Mayor Adams with the rest of us can clearly see? President Biden, President Joe Biden deserves credit this morning. Credit this morning for President Biden for an initiative. The Biden administration names 10 prescription drugs for its first ever Medicare price negotiations. Is this happening in the middle of an election year? Absolutely, yes. But I support it. I really do support it because at the end of the day, it will drive costs down for senior 
citizens. Senior citizens need help. It's financial help. It should never be a matter of your medication or food or medication and your rent. It should never come down to that or your mortgage. The medications expected that are on the list to treat drugs that cover everything from heart failure to blood clots, diabetes, kidney failure, uh, kidney disease, arthritis, blood cancer, Crohn's disease, and and many more uh, uh, health ailments. Now, the impact of this will not be immediately felt uh, as the negotiations will occur this year and next with the new prices becoming effective in 2026. This picture is worth a lot more than a thousand words. Former President Trump raking in nine point four million dollars since the Georgia mugshot and more than twenty million in August. Wow, a lot of dough. And also something we're gonna get to, and let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I want you, because I just almost had like a uh, a, a flash a, a few seconds later. Again, I, I, you know, I, I, I've known Curtis Sliwa 30, 35 years. I've known Mayor Adams 30, 35 years. And this back and forth is not helpful. Now, you can bank on it. <laughs> At about 7.10 this morning, uh, Curtis Sliwa will respond. You can bank on it. During the rip and read, the 12 o'clock hour, Curtis Sliwa will respond. I could not make out exactly what the reporter was asking, but you could hear clear as a bell, clear as, as day, I should say, uh, what Mayor Adams thinks of Curtis Sliwa. Well, any any time you start out a question with the name Curtis Sliwa, that in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond that Curtis Sliwa. I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Wow. Wow. Matt plays. What do you think here? So the question is, is that the reporter asked was that Curtis Sliwa held a protest at Gracie Mansion about putting tents and migrants in your backyard. I believe is that what that was the okay. question. Okay. The fact is that Curtis has been talking about this forever. The migrant problem when Curtis was doing these protests, I don't remember which one it was that he got arrested at, one of them. They were yelling, one-term mayor, one-term Adams. That, those were the people saying that. That wasn't Curtis. The voice of it. the people. That, the people were saying that. So I don't know where Eric Adams gets off calling Curtis a buffoon because he's living in some bubble and his people are in a bubble. He has to start listening to what people are saying and, and get with it. Because for him to say make a comment like that about Curtis, it's, it's just utterly ridiculous. And to call a man a buffoon, I mean, you know, I, I, I try not to bring it up. Before, he called him a clown during the campaign. Now it's a buffoon. And if it was the other way around, Eric Adams Forget would be it. screaming bloody, 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 bloody murder. 
Thank you, Matt Blaze. What we're also going to focus on this morning, we see your calls. We're about to begin with them. More than 300 probationary firefighters graduated from the Fire Academy Tuesday morning after a grueling 19-week training period. Uh, Brand-new firefighters, welcome to the FDNY, New York's bravest. The graduates have spent four months learning how to combat fires and provide life-saving medical care. We'll hear from one of the uh, probationary officers a bit later. A lot to get to this morning. Wow, a lot to get to, and uh, already you folks want to sound off, so let's go ahead and get right to this. Let's begin. Line 7, Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, Eric Adams said when you look up the name uh, Curtis Sliwa, what picture do you see? No, no. When you look, when you look up the word perform, rather, what picture do you see? You see Eric Adams. Eric Adams is the perform because that moron, that idiot, that imbecile rolled out the red carpet and invited all of these migrants and all of these illegals. Curtis didn't do that. He said he would have made it miserable for them so they wouldn't have come to New York. They would have gone to other places. So the real buffoon is the mayor, and he's, just, he's so stupid he doesn't even realize it. And probably all of your callers that you're going to get, they're going to agree with me. He is the buffoon, and he makes himself even a bigger buffoon by, by making these remarks. Instead, he should apologize get down on his hands and knees and crawl like the lizard that he is begging the people's forgiveness. Well, Michael, thank you for the call. But if you're banking on uh, Mayor Adams apologizing, uh, that's that's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. No, no way. Because he's he's too ignorant to even realize that he, he screwed up so badly. The only thing he can do is apologize. But he's not even smart enough to do that because he's such a moron. Well, I hear you, Michael. Uh, Thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, Always good to tune into your show, Dominic. You know. Thank you. Um, Eric Adams, you said it best, one-term mayor. And that was exactly right, you know, with Curtis Lewa. And Eric Adams, you're a buffoon, like that last caller. Okay, you're a one-term mayor, and you go out of your way to make things difficult because you're a swagger man with no plan. You go clubbing with your $4,000 suits with Sharpton and others, and you have made no impact. You're sitting on your hands. And I'll tell you this, Dominic, real quick. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, you were hosting the show. I spoke to John Cassavetes about my dad, 52 years supermarkets, manager, district manager, the old Grand Union. And uh, Greg Kelly... Uh, knew my dad, lived in Garden City, and so did Ray Kelly and his wife, customers. And this Eric Adams, uh, I don't know, a year ago, he calls Ray Adams, um, Ray Kelly, a racist. Isn't that nice? And you know what? It's despicable. He's getting, you know, dead presidents under the table. Well, where's the money? He's following the money. And you are a BS artist to the nth degree. To the nth degree, Dominic, you know? Well, I, I, I hear you, Mike, uh, to use that term. It, it's not, Mike, thank you for the call. It's not exactly my type of uh, language. It is not the language that the mayor of New York City should be using. Uh, I get it. I understand that Curtis Lee has been a thorn in his side. But, Mr. Mayor, let's keep it to the merits. Let's keep it to the merits of the argument. And there is no escaping 
Mayor Adams, you open this door. You, 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 and you alone. No one else. Oh, welcome to New Ever York. Come here. Come here. Remember that, Mr. Mayor? Now, conveniently, you're doing the exact opposite. Oh, every elected official should help me. Nobody wants to drown with you. You own this one by yourself. You created this, Mr. Mayor. All you had to do was stand out there and greet the first bus and say no, no, and no. Turn that bus around. That's all you had to do. But no, no. You wanted to cater. You wanted it all. Joe Biden of Brooklyn, you were measuring the drapes uh, in in the Oval Office. And now you and Biden are not even getting along because Biden is like, hey, slow your roll. I'm not helping you. You're on your own. Good luck with that. Maybe after the election. What are they doing instead? They're they're questioning the federal officials. They're questioning your leadership and how you have handled this. And it didn't have to be this way. You cannot, Mr. Mayor, do what you did and welcome them here with open arms. And now that you see you're in way over your head, you're trying to pass the buck to everybody. Why would Hochul touch this when she sees the hit that you're taking? Why would she, why would she force migrants to be accepted in other communities when this is a no-win scenario? Here is what Mayor Adams had to say criticizing Governor Hochul that he feels the governor should do more to make other uh, locations around the state accept migrants. Governor Hochul has been a plant, a partner on subway safety, on crime, on a host of things. But I think this issue, I think the governor's wrong. She's the governor of the state of New York. New York City is in that state. Every county in this state should be part of this. We have 0.05 of the land mass in this state, and we have 90, almost 99% of the migrant asylum seekers. This is a, this is a real leadership moment. No, it's not, Mr. Mayor. You created this. You, you, you. You, Mr. Mayor, nobody else. Abbott, Abbott put it out there and said, you know, this guy in New York has all that mouth. Let's see. Let's see how you can handle this. Here, you take them. And you fell right for the trap. Come to New York. Come to New York. And the buses haven't stopped since then. When if you would have taken a stand on day one, I don't care what the legal aid society has to say. Half of those lawyers for the legal aid society, I wouldn't trust them to handle a, a simple deed uh, legal matter for me because they come with an agenda and their agenda is far, 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 far left politics. And frankly, Mr. Mayor, look at you now. Look at you now. You're left holding the bag. It's your problem. Every other elected official in New York is running away from you like the plague. Nobody wants to have anything to do with this. And we, the people of New York City, are stuck dealing with this because of of your pandering. I'm sorry, man.
And this is what I would say to you privately. This is what I'm saying to you publicly. We're in this position because of your pandering. All you had to do was turn that first bus around. But no, you wanted to play to the advocates. You wanted to please the advocates. You wanted it both ways. You didn't understand that the migrants are free, free, free. And the moment you said come to Nueva York, they said that's exactly where we are going, and they haven't stopped yet. And they won't stop, Mr. Mayor. The migrants won't stop until you lay down the law. Period. Would it have upset some of your supporters? So what? You're you're not up for re-election right now, but the situation you're dealing with right now is you may be in the fight of your life in terms of your re-election battle. That's how many people you have turned off. I don't care what those clowns at City Hall are telling you. Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Mayor, this is the greatest idea I've ever heard. Yes, people, that's what they do to keep their jobs and their pensions and their benefits. But you need an advisor, Mr. Mayor, someone that's going to tell you the truth. You are in quicksand right now, and you are going under whether you realize it or not. And so it's easy to criticize my colleague, uh, Curtis Lewa, but Curtis Lewa don't have the political problems that you have. Curtis Lewa didn't create this mess, Mr. Mayor. You did. Oh, no, I didn't do it. Abbott did it. No, Abbott played you, and you fell for the trap. Notice Abbott hasn't had anything to say since then. Why should he? Let Eric Adams handle it. Let him handle it. Let's see what our friend Audrey in Brooklyn has to say. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Thank you for taking my call. But um, it's it's, it's the governor, not Eric Adams, that can start this ball rolling and change the law. Because um, Cuomo, I think I said this before, but Cuomo, um, actually, Andrew, whatever the name, I think it was Andrew, they go so fast. Um, He actually signed the bill allowing um, the extension of, of Sanctuary City. Now, um, even though Eric is, uh, this is new for him, and I don't think he um, was expecting it, but it, um, I, I just think the attacks are, are just ridiculous. I mean, wow. And I don't agree with the two Michaels. You know, nobody's stupid. And they say the same thing. But if anything, I'll say it again. Right at, contact the council people. Just, just, okay, um, Audrey, 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 you're, you're a doll. Let me let me ask you a question here. So, So you have a Democratic... Governor, you have a Democratic mayor, right? We can agree on that. So Governor Kathy Hochul, who mm-hmm. who barely won her election battle. I didn't she, vote for her, by the she, way. Okay, well, she's watching Eric Adams drown over supporting migrants. Why in the world would she get involved with this mess? Because she's the only one that can 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 make a change. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're, 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 not, you're not following what I'm saying, Audrey. If, if, if a fellow, you're talking about what you feel is right. That's not okay. what politics is. If you're watching your fellow Democrat drown and you people and people, and, and people are talking about a one term mayor, why, yeah. why would it, it, you're going to say to yourself, you, I, I'm sure in pride, Eric, you caused this. You can't expect for me to save you when, when you make the mistake. If That's I'm Huckle, if I'm Huckle, Huckle, I wouldn't go near this. Well, she's not going to make it again anyway. I didn't vote for her, 
and um, Adams, if he runs again, he's not on my list. So, yeah, I don't do the Democrats and Republicans. Is you know, I want to change all that because they have a problem, no matter who's running where they're at. So, anyway. Whatever. How was your day? <laughs> my day was okay, Audrey. Thank you. Thank I think you I think my day was better than Mayor Adams' day. But thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Audrey. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. And then, Norman, I'll tell you why I'm not speaking to you. Go right ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Is I'm it only green joking. And it okay. Yes, um, yes, let's... yes, yes. Because I thought about you earlier uh, uh, today, watching uh, the local newscast, in which y- you know the the phobia I have with alligators, and they're talking about and they're talking <laughs> about sorry. in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, they're looking for a four foot and and Matt Blaze is uh, through the glass. He's smiling over here. They're looking for a four foot alligator. I think in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. And well, so, I, I, watch Dominic, your feet, Dominic. Watch your feet, you, Dominic. <laughs> he's not coming to you. He may be coming for Blaze, but he's not coming for you. <laughs> okay, Norman, what's on your oh, mind? Let me, let, me, let me just make this quick. I've known, I, I have known Curtis Lewa since I'm probably 13, 14 years old. He lived and grew up in Canarsie. His mother, I think my mother was friends with his mother at some point because his mother was kind of involved with a lot of social issues. Curtis grew up in a, in a they, they were they were active in the community. His mother was active in the community. And and Curtis has always been he is he is there's nothing he's about service. There's nothing there's this man. This man is a force to be reckoned with. There's no there's no you know, there's nothing. There's no buffoonery about him. And I'm and saying this. I don't always agree with him. I don't agree with him about gun control. I don't agree with him about 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 the president, about President President Trump, you know. But, you know, I the man from when I was 15 years old, I'd be on the subway. I would see the guardian angels. And then, you know, that was, you know, they were, they were, you know, what he did was a blessed thing. I mean, trying to keep, trying to keep our, our, our subway safe, trying to keep our city safe. And, you know, and, uh, you know, for the things he do, he does like a service to the mentally ill, all right, helping our animal friends. Um, you know, and, and so I, I just, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't appreciate it when this man who's always had commitment to his, his community, his city, and his country is attacked. And that's it. Well, Norman, thank you for the call. And, of course, Mayor Adams knows that uh, his comment about Curtis Sliwa, uh essentially calling uh, Mr. Sliwa a buffoon, when you're the mayor of New York City, your message goes everywhere media-wise. So it's not just to one outlet. It's to every outlet, every television station, every radio station every newspaper, every website. And so I guess knowing the two parties involved, Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwa, the best way to say this, it is game on. It is game on. I'm looking at uh, Twitter. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. You can follow me. You can send me a comment. I will you may use it live here in this program at Dominic TV. Michael Pagan says, New York City mayor is pandering to the 754,000 votes he received. But what he doesn't realize is there are several million registered voters that will come out against him and cast votes for Curtis Sliwa in the next election. He is, quote, 
selling out his political future. Michael Pagan, uh, thank you for that. We are taking your telephone calls. John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? I will say that Eric Adams was a competent government official when he was the borough president of my borough, Brooklyn. He has ceased to be competent since then. And he is the last person to accuse Curtis Lee of being a buffoon. And I say this having seen how Curtis has actually actively supported the Asian community in fighting against being discriminated in admissions to the specialized public high schools, like my alma Stuyvesant, for example. Uh, Curtis has been always been very serious and quite sincere. I have not seen him do anything remotely like what I have seen from Mayor Adams in his recent comments about uh, Curtis. Well, I, I hear you, John. Uh, you know, I, under every elected official, there is one person, thank you for the call, John, that gets under their skin. And I mean really gets under their skin. And I think with Mayor Adams, it is clearly uh, Curtis Sliwa. And uh, like I said, game on. These two guys, I can only imagine seven ten when when uh, Curtis is with uh, Sid Rosenberg, how he's going to respond to this or during uh, the rip and read. It's literally going to be a rip and read <laughs> during the uh, noon hour. We are taking your telephone calls a lot going on. Probationary firefighters graduating a few hours ago. Uh, Mayor Adams and Curtis Sliwa going at it. Mayor Adams criticizing Governor Hochul on the migrants. Mr. Mayor, you created this. You own it. Deal with it. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn, line one. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. By the way, you don't have to worry about that alligator that's on the loose because I heard it swallowed an alarm clock. You just got to listen to the tick-tock, tick-tock, <laughs> give you a warning. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of strange things going on here with Adams with this whole with this whole migrant issue. First of all, um, Adams is, according to your information that you gave me, he's challenging the right to uh, the the right to uh, shelter law uh, at this. Yes, so to a challenging degree. It, yes. Uh, if, if he's challenging it, he shouldn't be implementing the right to shelter. That's contradictory. That's called talking out of two sides of your mouth. Now, Biden is doing the same thing on a national front. He's letting all the immigrants stream across the border, but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to give any money to put them up. So so what uh, he's he's I mean, uh, he's obligated to support them on some level. They're supposed to stay down at the border and live in barracks. Okay, Uh, these are the liberal lies that they're not being told that the people are not being told. They're not they're not they're not entitled to. fancy housing hotels, they're entitled to live in minimal standard barracks because if they're claiming asylum, they should be just happy that they're out of the country where they're being persecuted. But but Biden is not building any barracks and he's not giving any money. So he's also contradicting himself. I think the reason is because he wants these people to be unaccounted for. If he would give money to, to, to Adams, these, these people might get addresses. He doesn't want that because he wants to deny that they're even here because they're going to cheat, use them to cheat in the next election. And when they do, he's going to have a, a, some kind of a denial 
that these people are even the numbers game that they even hear. He wants them to be anonymous. Hey, Larry, I I, I, I've, I've got to take a break, but I want to see here if you're willing to give Biden some credit. Uh, naming 10 prescription drugs for the first ever Medicare price negotiations. Uh, it, it seems like to me, at least my opinion, it's definitely isn't an election year. Yes, but it's definitely a step in the right direction to help our seniors. What do you think? Naming 10 prescription drugs for, for Medicare. Yes, to, to be um, negotiated uh, with the with the companies, the drug companies on behalf of Medicare. What, that that senior citizens should get it uh, cheaper? Cheaper, yes. Like it, mean, it, mean, it means that when it's all said and done, uh, many of these drugs will be much cheaper for senior citizens. Okay, you can't deny that's a good thing. So, I mean, I mean he's got to do something as president, right? He's got to do something, right? <laughs> Larry, thank Watch you. Watch out for that alligator, Dominic. <laughs> thank you. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Right, okay, right. Tick tock, tick tock. Larry, right. thank right, you for Captain. the call, and and have a uh, have a great morning, Dominic Carter. Here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. We are going to take a break. I'm not going near any water in Brooklyn. I'm not taking any chances, even though I love the borough. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. We will go to. Mike in Connecticut, Lawrence in Massachusetts, Suffolk, Elmont, St. James, Staten Island, and Yonkers. Talk Radio 77, if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. A lot going on in a correction. I, I think I got this right now. I said the alligator was in Brooklyn. The alligator on the loose is actually in New Jersey, I believe. Is that correct, Gary and Inwood? It's correct, Dominic. It's in a, it's in a pond in Middlesex, New Jersey. Mm, but it's still dangerous. Oh, it's still there. I mean, it's, it's, it's that, as far as the, the danger part goes, that's up in the air as far as that situation is handled. I'm basically talking about location. Okay. Well, Gary, thank you for that. Thank you. You are quite I, welcome. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I said Brooklyn, but it's actually the well, alligators the on the. You, got, you, you see, you see, Gary. The bottom line is, I hear loose alligator. 
and that's that's all that that registers with me. Thank you, thank yeah, you for geography the geography is unimportant. <laughs> the TikTok, as uh, Larry you, just referred to. Thank you, thank you very much. Let's go to uh, Lawrence in Massachusetts. Good morning, Lawrence. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hey Dominic, did you hear about the alligator that caught in Mississippi today or yesterday? Seriously, eight hundred pounds. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? I'm not kidding. It's in the paper. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But uh, uh, my serious, I want to do one serious, one fun thing with you. Serious thing is, you know, how Democrats are guilty of projection on almost everything they do. They accuse Trump of Russian collusion and Hillary Clinton actually did it. And they accuse Trump of trying to rig the election and they actually did it. And so on. you know what I'm getting at there? Projection. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. So, uh, uh, Eric Adams calling Curtis Lee buffoon is the ultimate example of projection. I I I, I hear you, uh, but with these two guys, uh, uh, who knows what's going to happen later on? Okay, today. we'll see what happens. That's my opinion. <laughs> who, who, you want to have? A, you ready for a little fun? Okay, a little fun. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Lawrence. Would you Would you agree? I've been listening to you for months and months. You're great. I love your show. Would you agree that you have a unique accent? Is that fair? Uh, yes, yes. Whenever, okay. whenever I'm speaking, uh, out publicly outside of New York, they say, they say you're from New York and especially when yes, I'm in the but, South. But, so, but you're a New Yorker with a twist from my, in my opinion, I grew up in New York, by the way. So okay. I, I know what I'm talking about. And, um, <clears throat> I described, I've been trying to peg your accent. Okay. And I, I finally figured it out. You ready? You want to give my shot at it? Go. Are you going to do me? No, I'm going oh. to just describe it. Okay, just quickly, though, because I have a lot of calls. <laughs> okay, okay. So you like to sing once in a while, and let me tell you, I smile when you sing because I hear you're having fun in the midst of all this chaos and terrible stuff. It's really great. And sometimes that's why I do it, because we're in the yeah. middle of a, a lot of stuff. Right. So recently I re- reacquainted with this song, You Don't Have to Be a Star, by Billy Davis Jr. and uh, Marilyn McCoo. You know it well, I'm sure. Yes, yes. To me, you are a mix, your, your, your accent, of Archie Bunker and Billy Davis Jr. when he sings that song. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Lawrence, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Lawrence. Let's go from Massachusetts to Connecticut. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Mike, are you with me? Good morning, uh, John Mick. I enjoy your show. Thank I you. I have complaints or uh, issues with uh, Eric Adams because he's the mayor of the largest city in the United States, and uh, he should be taking the responsibility of running the city and not uh, blaming others. Uh, He wanted to bring in undocumented illegal immigrants. He's made several statements where he said that that these people are his brothers, and they looked at him like he was crazy when he made that statement. And he refuses to admit that. He called the issue himself by uh, saying we're a sanctuary city. Right, and he doesn't want to admit that he made the mistake. He wants to blame it on others. Right, so on everybody else, anybody else. Ignore, right, he ignores the people in the city of New York who are responsible for him being the mayor of that city. And to me, I think that's wrong. And I, he ought to, when he when he took that position to become the mayor of the city, he has to take the a role of a leadership, being a leader. And to me, he hasn't taken that step. In well, my opinion, I, I, I hear you, Mike, and uh, accountability and responsibility. And there's no denying. I don't care how many times the mayor says it. He he's the one that welcomed the migrants here. He's the I one. Have one more state. Can I make go, a quick go statement? Ahead. Before go, ahead. go ahead. 
Okay, speaking of Donald Trump, all these uh, indictments that you're bringing, there's an old saying, if you're going to dig a hole for one, you better dig a hole for yourself. Mm, That's interesting, Mike. Um, Very interesting. Thank you so much uh, for that call. Let's go to uh, Steve in Elmont. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, uh, Dominic. Um, first of all, I have a question, but first I wanted to say, I don't think either of the men are, are idiots. I think the or, um, buffoons. I think that we, the people of New York, are getting played like buffoons by this whole migrant thing, but neither one of them um, are buffoons. Uh, my question was, um, if Eric Adams was a Republican, would the black community be so quiet with all of the migrants coming in. Um, I thought of that question because of a lot of my passengers and clients. They kind of feel that the idea is that these migrants are here to steal the lower jobs, to take jobs, and to pretty much replace them. Even Hochul wanted to uh, uh, rush the the permits, I mean, the life, the um, the ability to be able to work. And as we know after the show or on this show, on some other show that if you work, um, if you're in New York for 30 days, I heard them say, um, you can actually start to vote. You'll be qualified to vote. And that would be like, you know, hundreds of thousands of votes for them. So what do you think of the black community being very quiet in regards to, the migrants coming in that's going to eat up their resorts, their resources, their schools, and the fight for why already we don't really have enough housing. Thank you for the uh, comment and question, Steve. I don't think it's just the African-American community that's upset. I think everybody's upset. Look at the the residents on Staten Island. I mean, we're not fools, but we, as you just said, thank you for the call, Steve. We are being played as fools And uh, if Adams happened to be a Republican, to answer your question directly, uh, I think the the black community would be much more vocal. Uh, The community, uh, in my opinion, is trying to hang in there with Adams. But, but you know, it's starting to look like, for lack of a better term, he's on a short leash because, um, you know, he created this mess, no matter how he tries to spin it. There's tape of him welcoming the migrants here. There's plenty of tape uh, as it relates to what Adams had to say. There's no escaping that. And so now it's convenient to say, oh, the rest of the state is not helping me. Of course they're not helping you. You're drowning. Nobody wants to drown with you. No elected official is going to put their career on the line because of you, because you screwed up. That's your situation mayor adams i'm sorry it's that way but it is i'm sorry the same things i'm saying right now on the radio if mayor adams was right here i would tell this to him to his face point blank man you screwed up what are you thinking listen i get it you were pandering i get it but it blew up in your face and now and now you're the center of of an international problem That's not going away anytime soon. And your homeboy in the White House completely abandoned you and left you holding the deck of cards. So what are you going to do now? How are you going to get out of this? Trying to engage in revisionist history is not going to cut it. That is not going to get 
Mayor Adams out of this. In a moment, I'm going to take a break. Let's go to Kathy in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, uh, Dominic. Uh, it, it feels a bit like home uh, in conversation with you and your style. Uh, I, I want to say that uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I usually it, don't get like it, this. It, it, uh, it's okay, Kathy. It's okay. But but you are correct. Um, my style is that uh, I'm not I'm not trying to impress you or anyone else with my knowledge. We're having a conversation, an open right. conversation. So go right ahead. Okay, uh, Mayor Adams is terrified of Curtis Lee. <laughs> I mean, he is, I mean, it was a good day today for the fight because it's so clear that people are unraveling and that can only lead to a coming back together in a better way. God willing. <laughs> okay. I, I, I hear that, you, Kathy. Go ahead. And that Rikers Island has to be pushed as a place to go to get thoroughly vetted as a hopeful thing. This is Ellis Island, too. That's what I'm calling it. It has to be transformed into that thorough background checks, health care, and, and a special place for the children. I'm not saying Rikers Island. And one more thing. we got to keep on the Catholic Church regarding their properties, their desperation for empty space, being broke. They've shown up in my state, in Massachusetts, in neighborhoods. It's a history. Okay. okay. I, I got you, and Kathy. And you know that. I, and they, I, I, they will I take over. I, I, they have a lot of power. I hear they you, They have Kathy. a lot of power. Thank you for the call. I've, I'm late for a break. That's the only reason why I'm stepping in. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Coming up, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. Flushing, Brooklyn, Staten Island, St. James, and Suffolk County. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. More than 300 probationary firefighters graduated from the Fire Academy Tuesday morning after a grueling 19-week training period. Among them, among them, probationary firefighter Thomas York. And Mr. York remembers being home, watching the horrors of 9-11 on TV. And since then, he has remained steadfast in his goal of becoming a New York City firefighter. And that is exactly what has happened. I wanted to be a New York City firefighter so badly. There's nothing else I wanted to do. I wanted to be part of the best for years, hundreds of years. They've, they've proved that time and time again. I was like four or five homesick on 9-11, uh, watching it on TV, um, just seeing the first responders, you know, run to and while everyone else was running away, it uh, just triggered something in me. From that day, like, I just knew that's exactly what I wanted to do, and I've never deviated from that. The squad's amazing, just the way that everyone messes and blends together, and, you know, everyone's from all areas of the city, work together, and we just had fun, and that's what really made a growing uh, 16 weeks, you know, now soon to be 19, go a lot easier. 
for people to wake up and know like I'm being able to do what I've always wanted to do is just an awesome feeling. I'm looking forward to just the endless memories because from what I've heard, a bunch that are going to be made. So I just I can't wait to see where this career and life takes me. Firefighters are very special, positive people that do things that most people do not. Nine out of ten of us run the opposite way. When there is a fire, they run towards the fire. Good luck to firefighter Thomas York uh, with his career. And thank you, FDNY. We don't say thank you enough for the courageous, outstanding job that you do on a daily basis. Let the record reflect right here, right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. Curtis Slewa, Mayor Eric Adams, in a war of words. As you know, Curtis Slewa calls Mayor Adams a swagger man, quote, swagger man with no plan. Mayor Adams uh, apparently lost his cool today, called uh, Curtis Lewa a buffoon. And so we're dealing with that issue. We're dealing with the FDNY. We are dealing with this morning President Biden, and he deserves credit uh, because it looks like some drug costs are going to go down for senior citizens. Ten prescription drugs for the first time ever. Medicare will be able to negotiate the price with the drug companies. Of course, the drug companies are screaming uh, bloody murder. Mayor Adams also criticizing Governor Hochul, saying she's wrong on the migrant issue. No, Mr. Mayor, you're the one that's wrong on this. Hochul is is uh, protecting herself politically. Nobody wants to expose themselves to what you're going through. You open this can of worms. You own it, Mr. Mayor. Let's go to Bill in Brooklyn, line five. Good morning, Bill. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I was uh, spot on with what you were saying on Eric Adams and his motivation, but I want to take it a step further. Did he think like uh, Bill de Blasio's wife when she got her $900 million for for homeless services that disappeared into the ether? What were Eric's motivations? How much money did he expect to get with the migrant crisis? Did he expect to, to you, have a, you, a lot of money come in that he could use? You bring up a good and, point, and, Bill. Uh, and and while we're talking about the money, right, uh, a lot of this happens to be no big contracts. And so, you know, it makes the eyebrows go up. And I, I don't know. I, the, the initial reaction is the political benefit that he thought he was going to get. He thought absolutely. that to his base— that they were going to jump up and, you know, just proclaim their love for him and he, because he was welcoming uh, the migrants. And they may be happy with him, but a majority of the city is not. And he's opened himself up. Thank you for the call, Bill. He's opened himself up to, um, to a very, very big political problem. And um, he's he's fond of quoting uh, Mayor Dinkins, who is uh, no longer with us. Uh, Mayor Dinkins um, served as the first African-American mayor of New York City. Mayor Adams, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, if you keep this up with the migrants, you may have the same fate as Mayor Dinkins. Judith in Brooklyn. Good morning, Judith. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, 
Hey, good morning, Dominic. Listen, first of all, he got from Kathy Hogel one and a half billion dollars and they and he can't account for it. That's Eric Adams. So that's one. But I'm calling it that because I understand the African-Americans are very angry with this. They feel the jobs are being taken away from them. That's what's going to happen. Plus, in general, people are very angry because they are having a hard time with purchasing food, financial hardships, inflation, no insurance. And yet these, I call them illegals because they're coming in illegally. These illegals are given $700 for food stamps. They have insurance. They have everything great. They have hotels. They have everything. This is just so upside down. And there was a caller before. I don't know if you heard. Her name was Victoria. I think she had the right idea. She said, what do you mean? Just send them back. I'm playing to them back on buses. Send them back to where they came from. This is ridiculous. Why not? Well, because that wouldn't sit well with a part <laughs> with part of his progressive base. The mayor finds himself between a rock and a hard place right now. He really misjudged this one. He should have told his base privately, I'm with you, but on this one, I got a punt. I cannot get out there and welcome these migrants because they'll never stop coming. And and therein lies the problem, Judith. That's the situation. Thank you for the call. That's the situation uh, that we find ourselves in. They are still coming and coming and coming and Pretty soon, you know, having babies and babies and babies and more food. And yet you and I can barely keep a roof over our head. And um, just imagine this, folks, the money that's been spent so far. Imagine if that money had instead gone to constituents. What, you know, if you can find a way to give migrants food, no questions asked. Why not give it to your constituents? Oh, well, Dominic, we, we have programs and we have services for Americans. No, 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 no. If you can just with the snap of a finger put them up in midtown hotels and give them food and God knows where whatever else, you make it fair, you make it equitable, but why not just give it to the constituents? Why not give it to the people that are paying the taxes for the city of New York. It's amazing how with the migrants, no rules, no big contract, doesn't matter. You come to New, to New York, we got you. You can live for free, eat for free, go to school, your children go to school for free. Free, free, free. And the people that are paying the taxes are left holding the ball, and you call Curtis Sliwa a buffoon. When Curtis didn't create this problem, Curtis Sliwa didn't do this. Mr. Mayor, I get it. You don't like the fact, I understand, that one of your rivals is on the news now every day and and there's a groundswell of support for Curtis Sliwa. I get it. You don't want to see that happen. But you're only playing into Curtis' hand when you single him out for criticism and refer to him as a buffoon, as the mayor of New Well, Dominic, I didn't exactly say that. Well, you said, Mr. Mayor, you know, a pitcher, uh, and and of a buffoon whose picture would be next to it. 
Yes, you called him a buffoon. And I'm being nice about this. Imagine what Curtis Lee was going to say this morning with Sid Rosenberg. Imagine what Curtis Lee is going to say during the rip and read when he's on at uh, 12 o'clock. Just imagine what he's going to have to say about uh, all of this. Mike in St. James, you've been holding for a while. Mike, I don't have much time, but please go right ahead. Line four. Hello, Dominic. This mayor has two and a half years to go. It doesn't look like he can admit a mistake or change his policy. So I think the city will be bordering on at least default or maybe even bankruptcy. Forget about a second term. Wow. Mike, I hear you. I wish I had more time um, to follow up on this. Thank you for the call. And, folks, to those of you, we see all the calls that didn't get through. You can uh, talk to Frank Morano during his show about the topics he's talking about. Or we will continue this tomorrow because I can guarantee you now there will be a day two of this after Mayor Adams has called Curtis Lewa a buffoon. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So are you ready for this uh, Sliwa Adams part oh, two? Oh, please. I, I, when did part one end? I feel like it's just been a continuation for the last two and a half years. Good point. Very, very good point. What do you have coming up? All right. uh, A lot we're going to get into. We're going to look into the Jack the Ripper situation today. This is one of the largest unsolved mysteries, the most interesting unsolved mysteries over the last couple of hundred years. And there's a, a doctor, Daniel Friedman, who has written a couple of books in looking into the role that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes, and what his theories were on Jack the Ripper, and I think it really may surprise people. And we're going to get into this in a big way in the 2 o'clock hour. We have updates on Hurricane Idalia and a bunch of other things, including the latest on Sliwa versus Adams. Well, that's all coming up. You want to keep it right here, folks. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Curtis Lee, we'll see what he has to say about all this this morning. And during the rip and read, during the uh, noon hour, I'll be back in 24 hours right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.